You're listening to Behind the Mic on the Funnel Radio channel. Listen as Paul Roberts, Susan Finch, and Jim Obermeyer talk B2B podcasting tips for companies, speakers, authors, marketing teams, and the C-suite. Welcome to Behind the Mic. I am so glad to be here today. I am sitting in for Jim. He lets me take the mic sometimes. And today, Paul Roberts is joining me because we have a really important topic that I don't hear a lot of people talking about. Do you, Paul? I don't. That's It's an obvious one, but I don't hear anybody ever address it. They talk about how to get your podcast on iTunes or what kind of equipment to get, but they never talk about how to, better, how to just be a better host. Man, and I know that Sheena recently covered how to secure a guest and all of that, and I really appreciate that because not a lot of people talk about that either. So that's a great episode that you guys should go check out too on FuddleRadioChannel.com. Today, though, we're going to talk about guests and hosts and a little bit of honesty here. If you actually managed to get a guest, woohoo, yay for you! It really shouldn't be that hard. But when you're just starting out, sometimes it can be. But you have to know, is this show going to be a monologue with a spotting of your guest? Or you really have a guest on to welcome them and make them feel like a big deal? I think that's a big deal and that doesn't get discussed. Too often we just want to start talking and we haven't thought through, is this a monologue or is this a conversation? True. And the deeper question, and this requires a little bit of honesty, folks. Why did you invite the guest? Now, be honest. Did you invite somebody on to needle them? You know, have a little battle? To make them look stupid? To squash them? (laughs) To embarrass them? And you're laughing, Paul, but I've seen people set people up and set guests up, and they have no idea what's about to hit them. Wow. It's so rude. So I'm hoping that you're answering no to all of these questions and if no is the answer then the show is about them okay you are just the host like when you have a guest into your home is it to show off look at my lovely art look at this look at that here's my food here's my wine oh listen to me no you invited them in to welcome them well, I think, it, I think it goes to the basic question of why are you doing the podcast? Why are you doing the podcast in general? Is it just to create content to throw out there in the hope that somebody will call you? Is it to really uh, show your thought leadership and what you know and who you know? Or is it just something everybody's doing and I guess i got to do it? And we talked about that, I think, didn't we, on a previous episode yeah. where that's one of the first five questions you have to answer. And if you don't know that and you're not all in alignment with that answer then it's going to stink anyway, so let's not worry about that. But you got this guest. You were excited. You invited them. And hopefully you've done a little bit of research, too, to make sure they will be a good guest. But that will be another episode yeah, on how right. to vet them. Oh, boy, so many times I've had people sit sitting in this chair watching them groan as they thought, I thought this would be a good guest, and they're terrible. Yes, <laughs> no, blank. <laughs> it's like, wow. Sometimes really smart people are terrible guests. They don't yeah. know how to speak. Right. But let's say you did vet them. You have a great guest. You're ready to go. From the moment you invite them, it is about them. And it is about making them feel welcomed. And so you invited them. They have accepted. 
make a big deal about their appearance privately first to them of course i am so excited you're going to be on the show and you want them to feel comfortable you want them to feel welcome but you also want them to know that you feel it's a big deal so you're going to start as soon as they accept publicly saying i can't wait in three weeks we're going to have so and so on and they're going to be talking about this don't forget to tune in don't forget to subscribe you don't want to miss this episode and you app mention them publicly you app mention their company because when you do that you're saying they're a big deal and you're telling the people that they have to answer to that you think they're a big deal that makes them feel good let me make a couple of points because you really hit something i think is never discussed and is so important and i'll start with a story I'm old enough to remember the old Tonight Show, and I started life in Hollywood as an entertainment publicist. So I used to get the privilege of going to the Tonight Show a lot uh, with clients. And I remember I'm young, and I'm watching my boss, uh, Johnny, do this thing. And I said to my boss, this looks so easy. He doesn't even, what's the big deal? Why does he get so much money? He says, oh, no, you're not watching. Watch what he does. His goal is to make every guest shine. And that's why celebrities liked going on there. Whereas later, when he left, too many times they're stealing the joke. They're taking the punchline. They're there just so the host can ridicule you or make fun of what you're wearing or whatever. It's all about them to give them fodder to make them look funny. And I thought, that is so true. He was so good at just making you shine. If you stumbled, he'd say something funny. But he was trying to bring something out of you. And too often, we have guests on... And all we're doing is talking. I know we have some great hosts on the Funnel Radio Network, and two come to mind, well, three of them actually, a lot of them, but Daryl Prale. Yes, he's really Matt good. Matt Hines yeah. and John Asher. Yes. And I know we have other great hosts too, but there is something about those three because every time they give an introduction or talk about a guest or set them up, you can feel the guest glowing. They are so excited and they feel cherished, treasured valued i don't know if you heard the show right before this but matt hines had a guest on that he barely knew and he starts by saying i guess i'm going to sound like a fanboy and then he goes on to talk about all, why he just so thrilled to meet this guy and the guy was kind of like oh shucks oh come on you know really why it was very sincere it wasn't it didn't sound fake or phony and he listed why he'd been wanting to meet this guy and how many others thought he was a thought leader in this field so i i agree with you it's got to be real it's got to be genuine and if you make them feel good they're going to look good Right. So let's move on to some of these next tips, though. One of them is prep them to be successful on your show. Mm. Immediately after they accept, ask them or their people for their bio. And not we don't need a resume. We just want something to put in our post, to put in social, to intrigue people, to say, why would I want to listen to a show with this person? What makes them a big deal? We just need a few sentences. We might want a nice headshot because if we pick a headshot if i pick a headshot i'm gonna pick the wrong headshot because i'm gonna search on google especially if your linkedin your twitter don't have anything good or high res enough i'm gonna find what i can hopefully it's you so be sure you send that photo and send them some topics or points you want to cover so they are prepared you want them to know what's coming and be respectful once you send that list sure they might have some suggestions and we'll send it back consider that but also don't change it up and blind sign them with anything that's rude 
How do you feel about following up, though? And I think this is a different point. You know, if somebody, I see this happen all the time. Let's say we're doing a financial show and somebody says, how's the stock market going to do? And they say, I think it's going to crash tomorrow. Great. And what's your favorite color? They're not even <laughs> listening. No. They're not. So you've got to be able to follow up and put the script aside. If they if they say something amazing or that you understand, you got to say, wait, what, hold it right there. What's yes. that? How do you do that? And let your guests know that, too, that depending on their answer, it may steer it or shorten the list of what you're covering. Right. Because it might really deserve a deep dive. Or maybe you're going to make a longer episode and split it into two. Right, right. And how cool is that for your guests, too, that what you said was so important? We're going to make this two episodes. I don't want to stop this conversation. Right. We've done that a lot. I think it's got to sound conversational. And the only thing artificial about it is this conversation has to take place in a certain amount of time. And we've got to hit certain points. And we've covered some of those points. So they're they're not going, uh, I don't know. But at the yeah. same time, it can't sound so processed like, hi, how are you? Yes, turn page. <laughs> I am happy, you know. <laughs> well, that takes us to leaving enough time to cover as much as you possibly can of the meat we aren't here to get to know them and hire them listeners are tuning in to get an idea of what we're talking about what's the value in it for them and a little bit about the guest so that means the intro keep it short concise snappy you know depending on your podcasting style but i would really suggest just hit the few main points as to why did you invite them to be a guest? I what agree. And, and I'm probably show? the most guilty of getting off the track and talking too long in the intros. But I hear so <laughs> many podcasters who spend five, ten minutes thinking they're funny and, and forget the whole purpose of the show here. And every show's got some different. Matt Hines likes to be funny in the first couple of minutes. And but he, he is, is a funny. funny. He is a funny guy. So, That's okay. But we still try and stay within a couple-minute time frame. We don't go for 10 minutes or whatever. You do, but I also know people like Corey Frank on Market Dominance Guys and Daryl Prale both do some very thoughtful riffs for intros yeah, right. that really set the tone and set the mood to welcome the guest. So that's that type of exception in knowing your audience and your personal style. That works very well. Right. You've heard it, where people read the LinkedIn bio. Oh. Oh, my gosh. And I can give you some hosts to do that. Terrible. And we, 10 minutes later, we're still going through all their oh curriculum vitae here, their whole life story. And where story. they went to school and their hobbies. And oh, Stop it. Put right. a link in the show. Right. Do, do something like that, but good gravy. Good gravy. <laughs> Who says good gravy anymore? Do you say it still say good gravy? <laughs> I say a lot of weird things, but that's okay. A lot of dated, archaic things. But, so let's talk about the end of the show, though. They, you know, you've taken them through the outline first before they're even on your show. Hey, this is what to expect. I'm going to intro you. You're going to come on. We're going to answer some questions. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll do the wrap up, and you're going to do a call to action. So at the end of your episode, your recording, thank them. Tell people mm. how to find them. Yes. Find out ahead of time how to tell people to find them. And don't make it complicated. I think First that's so video. important. Again, going back to the Tonight Show example, last thing Johnny always did is plug whatever you were there for. Yes. So you got a new movie coming out. You got a new book. Yes. We didn't. We might have got off on some crazy tangent, but always bring it back to how can people connect with why you're there, how to reach yeah. you, how to re get your book, whatever. So one of the next things that happens, so you're done. You've hung up. You're going to follow up with them. You're going to say thank you. You're going to thank people publicly. You're going to thank everybody online social and say, hey, I can't wait. We just finished the recording of the show. It's coming. Yeah, right. Because that 
once again shows your enthusiasm and keeps that conversation I'm going to ask you a question. We've never, here's one we haven't talked about before, but I'd be curious to get your opinion on this. We have one show on our combined station here who believes he's got to get back to the guest within 24 hours because he finds that their enthusiasm and excitement is at its highest point right after the show, and hour by hour, day by day, it diminishes. So when he calls them up, he tells them, first thing is, you were great, thanks for being on the show, you were great, and here's how you can get a copy of it. He tries to hit those three points. I don't know if you believe that it's that urgent, but I'd be curious to know. Well, because we record some shows and they have to be edited. That's true, and, yeah. You know, and produce some things. We don't always have that option, but I do believe in immediately making a public to-do about the recording and what is to come. And it's amazing to me how many of the guests, I don't care how powerful they are. We've had lots of powerful people on your shows here, very successful people. And all of them inevitably ask the question, if you follow up, how was I? Was that okay? And it's like, we're just thrilled you were on. Yeah, great to have you here. But they're like little kids. This is out of their comfort zone. So pat them on the head. Good job. Everybody still wants the gold stars they used to get. Yeah, right. They just, we do. It's human nature. We want to be liked. We want to be accepted. We want to be part. We want to be valued. Mm -hmm. And so that gets me to our next super important point. And that, folks, don't be cheap on this. Edit the episode. Mm. If you don't know how to, get somebody like us to edit it. Get rid of the ums, the ahs, the repeat words, the double clutches, dog barking, all that stuff. Because if you don't make your guest sound good, they will be embarrassed. And they will not share your show. Amen. And they will not want anybody to find it. And they will never come back on. And they won't recommend you to other people. I can't emphasize it enough. Been doing this for 10 plus years. And how many hosts are always hammering me, I don't want to edit it. Just get it to me right now. There's a rush to post it because I, I need the content. And I say, you may need it, but your guest will be embarrassed if they listen to it and go, oh, I sound horrible. Everything you just said won't come back, won't post it, won't push it. You've blown a big opportunity. And you've blown a big opportunity for them to recommend your show. Yeah, right. People. Because they will be just like, oh, my gosh, that guy was such a hack. Because it goes back to your first point and my first story. Make them look good. Always. Always. At the expense of yourself sometimes. Right. Right. You want them to sound good. So another wonderful thing you can do after, spend the money, guys. Get the transcript. Mm, yes. Why? Because to have your VA, your intern, your whomever, you, go back and type up words Think of that time wasted. How much is your time worth? That takes a long time to do that. When you could pay somebody like Rev.com to do it, they can do their cheap version at $0.25 cents a minute right. or buck twenty-five, where it's 99% accuracy. Mm -hmm. I know it's a plug for them, but boy, do they save me time and frustration. And that allows me to quickly create a post. And quickly, then I can go through that transcript, find a few what I call nuggets mm -hmm. that your guest said. And you know the time that they said it, you know what they said. Make it into a meme. Make it into a beautiful graphic with their headshot. Yes, right. Isn't that cool? post that on social with a link back to the replay of the episode. They will feel like a million bucks. So it's like, oh, my gosh, they're quoting me. Yeah. People like to see their quotes on a graphic. It looks pretty. It looks nice. It's right. And then they'll probably share that and reuse it. How do you feel about the SEO value of uh, transcripts and all that? The idea that the search engines can't 
listened to the podcast at least yet and tell what's in there they might look at the keywords but if you give them a transcript they'll gobble it up because it's like a 5,000 word blog instead of a 500 word blog i have some thoughts on that and they're very specific depending on your venue to promote your podcast Mm -hmm. we at our station we use podbean Mm -hmm. podbean's more like a blog Yes, so we right. could post the entire transcript if we wanted to. We could even put an excerpt at the front, like you do on a blog, where it's like the little intro mm-hmm. and then the more, and it goes to the entire transcript, which you're right, is slurped up by SEO. But if you make it as an attachment, you can do that too. But other venues like Libsyn and some of those, you can't put that much stuff in there. No. So some people, I know like Matt Hines for his show, he'll put a short blurb on Podbean with us and the call to action and all that kind of stuff in the in the guest bio but on his own blog he'll take that embed code from the episode put it there with the entire transcript that gets slurped up and he'll make it an attachment as well mm-hmm. it's all about reusing the content in as many ways you put such effort into getting this guest getting a good show editing it and doing it don't just throw it throw it away when i was in real radio a million years ago that's what we did when the show was over it was over now the work begins it just starts then. So this brings me to the next point. Okay, you've had them on. You thank them. You've made it to do. You've got the transcript. Maybe you've made some nugget graphics. First thing you want to do is send them a package, even before you send them the nugget graphics, because that opens up the conversation later. You're going to send them a package host, or your people are going to send them a package with the embed code. So you'll still get the counts if they use it on their own blog. You're going to suggest to them how they can use it. You're going to send them the graphics, the link to the show, and thank them again. And at that point, as a good host, you're going to ask your team, hey, please go share out this episode and mention the guest. That's another way. Everything you're doing is so simple, and yet we're trained to think of it's all about making me look good. A good host means I've got to sound good. No, a good host means you've got to get good content. You've got to get good people, get good content out of them, and make them sound good so they'll want to share it and people want to listen to it. Right. So after you've sent them that package, 30 days later, put it on your calendar, put it on your tasks. You go back and you ask your guests. You thank them again. Tell them you were listening to the show again because you're going to. And you're going to say, hey, did you have a chance to use that on your site? Send wow. me a link. That, I would love to promote it. That's so brilliant. So this does two things. This reminds them that, oh, crud, I forgot to do that. And it also says, oh, my gosh, you're going to share it out from my site, not just your own site. Mm-hmm. And then you do it and you follow up. And you send them then those nugget graphics. That is so smart. I've never thought of that in all the years of doing this. We're all in 30 days later. I'm on my 12th show. I've forgotten all about that 30 days ago guest. And yet part of the reason you did this was to create content for your audience, to create content for their audience, to create content to get found, and to create a connection. So why not keep connecting? It's an excuse to go back. I like what Jim does from time to time. He will contact him like a year later and say, hey, your episode was one of our top episodes last year. Boy, does that make him feel good. And to say, do you want to talk about that topic again or continue that conversation? Let's do a check-in. Right. I have one person, Jessica Duell, who's had me on her show a couple of times, but this was a few years ago. She still will re-promote that episode because wow. it was evergreen and mention me all over on social, thank me again, put new graphics, and then I go out and thank her publicly the same and share it out. Wow. And she's given life to some old episodes, but I go back to some of my old ones and they're still funny. And I'll bring it up to my guests. 
Well, we think this stuff is just cotton candy. We throw it out, people consume it, and it has no lasting nutritional value. But if you do it right, it can last a long time. I'm surprised at how many of your shows will go back and track occasionally, just for fun. A show that's two years old, 20 people listen to this week. And you're like, why? How? It's a new world. It, in the, again, in the traditional radio, traditional television the show just disappears. Now, I guess not syndication, but that idea that your content lives on through the power of the Internet. Think of that, too. Yeah, but we have a secret weapon on our team. Well, I know that. I'm not going to give secrets. We have Nina. <laughs> Nina goes back, and we have a whole spreadsheet of every show we've had and every way to reach every guest on social. Wow. And a link and the hashtags and everything else. And she will go back randomly and just pick old episodes mm-hmm. and promote them again. What a cool idea. What a cool so we, idea. Yeah, we do that every week, actually. And she'll pull back, because we've been doing this for 10 years, she'll go find old So things. what do you say to people as we're wrapping this up that say, oh, my goodness, this is too much work. I thought being a good host was just, you know, being funny and being glib and making me look good. Now I got to get good guests. I got to get good content out of them. I got to make them sound good. I got to promote them. I got to remind them. I got to push them. That's a lot to do. It is. So it makes be, a difference between a, a successful show and one that just fades away. So is it like everything else? It comes down to the details. It's those who do put the work in, get the results. If You can't just be good enough to sit there for 30 minutes, and it's an ongoing process, and you probably need a team to do it. So we're your team. Guys, contact Susan at FunnelRadio.com, and we can pick up any of these pieces. You're saying, okay, you take these 10 things, I'll take these five things. Mm-hmm. We can do whatever pieces you want to help you. We can also just train you, too, and give your team a private class to show them how to do it in some of the tools. Wow, that'd be cool. So let us know. All right. How do they reach you again? Susan at FunnelRadio.com. Okay. Pretty easy. They get the guests. You guys do the rest. It's about that simple. It is. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Susan. Thanks for having me. All right. been listening to Behind the Mic on the Funnel Radio Channel. Never miss an episode? Be sure to subscribe at FunnelRadioChannel.com or in your favorite podcast app. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Blueberry, TuneIn, and more. 